You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. New York Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's Views podcast for Monday, March 28th. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Lots of things to discuss today with your New York Giants. First and foremost, let's talk about some of the remarks made by John Mara, co-owner of the Giants, on Sunday evening at the NFL League meetings. Mara addressed a wide variety of topics one of the uh, the major things that uh, that he spoke about was the future of Saquon Barkley as a member of the Giants. Mara said that the Giants are not actively trying to trade Barkley. Said though that should general manager Joe Shane and head coach Brian Dable reach the conclusion that that is the best decision for the Giants, that he would support that decision, that he would not stand in the way of a roster move like that. I'm sure that that is a hard thing for Mara at this point. I know that he would love for Saquon Barkley to be a long-term giant to play his entire career in New York. That was really the goal, really the plan. When the Giants made Barkley the number two overall pick in 2018, obviously injuries, losses, changes in regime, things have, have not gone according to plan. And, you know, Mara at times, Mara and his family have been accused of being too involved in the football decisions, you know, made by the Giants. I'm sure that it would be very, very hard for John Mara to stand by and watch Joe Shane trade Saquon Barkley. If you've been following my work at Big Blue View, either here on the podcast or the written stuff at BigBlueView.com, you know that trading Barkley is a position that I would support. I think it's in the best long-term interest of the franchise. I know it's not in the best long-term interest or in the best interest of the 2022 football team, but to reset this franchise and get it moving in the right direction long-term, financially, in terms of how they structure their roster, in terms of how they spend their money, and in terms of accumulating some draft picks that they can use to rebuild this franchise, I think it is the right thing for the Giants to do. We'll see if Joe Shane eventually moves in that direction. John Mara also addressed the future of James Bradbury, cornerback for the Giants, talented guy who has been the subject of a lot of of trade speculation, a lot of talk about whether the Giants would cut Bradbury. The Giants can save more than $10 million in cap space by moving on from Bradbury. And Mara acknowledged on Sunday that with their cap situation, 
probably not even $2 million under the salary cap at this point in time. I think over the cap on Monday morning showed them about $1.2 million under the cap. The Giants are going to need the money that that moving on from Bradbury could provide them. They're going to need that money to sign rookies after the draft. They're going to need that money to do anything else pretty much at this point. So it's pretty much a fait accompli that the Giants will have to move on from Bradbury. Seems to uh, to be a market developing for Bradbury. If you uh, read the reporting from Pat Leonard of the Daily News on Monday morning, we previously had heard that the Kansas City Chiefs could be in the market for a cornerback and that Bradbury was on their list of possibilities. Also appears that the Houston Texans with new defensive-minded head coach Lovey Smith might be in the market for Bradbury. The Indianapolis Colts have been mentioned as a possibility. We'll see if anyone else uh, comes into that conversation as well. But that's all good news for the Giants because it means that they will be, they should be able to get something for Bradbury and not just have to cut him and send him out on the street and get nothing in return, which you would really, really hate to see the Giants do. You'd love to see them get get something in return that would help them going forward. Another thing that, uh, that Mara addressed on Sunday is the future of Daniel Jones. John Mara has, of course, been an advocate of Jones, has said multiple times this offseason that he expects Daniel Jones to be the team's starter at quarterback in 2022. Really the big question now for Daniel Jones and the Giants is the fifth-year option. The Giants have until May 2nd to decide whether or not to pick up that option. At this point in time, Mara said no decision has been made. That sort of coincides with what Joe Shane has been saying all along, that the Giants have time to make that decision, that they haven't gotten to see Jones on the field, which they will in a mini camp here coming up in another week or so. Giants, uh, because they have a new head coach in Brian Dable, get an extra mini camp, and that's expected to happen the week of April 4th. So they'll get to see Jones on the field a little bit. They'll get to see him move around and throw to uh, to Giants wide receivers, at least begin to get an impression of, of what he looks like uh, on the field in, in their own eyes. But uh, obviously a mini camp is not going to make or break that decision. But I've said this before, I can't imagine that the Giants would get pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option at this point. I think that would cost them somewhere around $21 million on the 2023 salary cap. And I can't, I, I just can't see them doing that at this point. I can't see them committing to Daniel Jones, committing that kind of money to Daniel Jones for another season without seeing him play games with Brian Dable as head coach, with Mike Kafka as offensive coordinator with uh, a hopefully improved offensive line and uh, see if see what they think of Daniel Jones as the potential future long-term quarterback. I can certainly see the Giants moving on from Daniel Jones after the 2022 season. So I really don't see how it would make any sense to, uh, 
to pick up that option, considering that that a decision on Jones' long-term future uh, seems to uh, to be coming at the end of the 2022 season. Another thing that Mara addressed was the Brian Flores lawsuit, which of course resulted from Flores losing out in the uh, Giants head coaching uh, search, losing out to Brian Dable. Flores, of course, alleging that the Giants had decided and had offered that job to Dable before they had even actually formally interviewed Brian Dable for the job, which, of course, Brian Flores wanted and at one time was considered a front runner for that job. John Maris saying that the allegations Flores are making is making are false saying that the Giants are not settling the lawsuit. It's interesting because there was a point in time before the Giants hired Joe Shane when I felt like John Mara really would have liked to have hired Brian Flores as the team's head coach, but out of respect for the fact that he hired a new GM, out of respect for the fact that he needed to let that the, the new general manager do his job, Joe Shane ran the head coaching search. As soon as Shane was hired, it became apparent that Brian Dable would be the front runner for this job and that someone else was going to have to more or less take that job away from Dable. I certainly understand where Brian Flores is coming from. I certainly understand that more minority head coaches need to be hired as head coaches in the NFL. More minorities need to be general managers and assistant general managers. But I can also understand, you know, John Mara's frustration in this situation as well, simply because I do think that John Mara looked at Brian Flores as a legitimate potential head coach for the New York Giants and that Flores was a guy that Mara would have been happy to hire. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. A couple of other things that, uh, that are going on with your New York Giants. There was a report on Monday morning that... Former Giants safety Jabril Peppers is taking a a free agent visit to the New England Patriots. That's interesting because, of course, former Giants head coach Joe Judge is now an assistant coach in New England. I know that uh, that there are Giants fans who would love to see Peppers 
return to the Giants. After losing Logan Ryan, there certainly might be a spot on the roster for Jabril Peppers. Fact of the matter is, though, that I don't see how the Giants can afford Jabril Peppers. I don't think Jabril Peppers is going to take a a veteran minimum contract to return to the Giants. I think he's done too much in the league. He's still 26, 27 years old. I know he's coming off a knee injury, and that's going to affect his value and obviously has already affected the market for his services. But I simply don't see Peppers taking the the really really low budget contract that the Giants could uh, could give him if they wanted to retain him. This is a lot like the Lorenzo Carter situation in my mind. The Giants were said to have wanted to keep Carter, and Carter took a relatively low cost one year three point five million dollar deal to go and sign with the Atlanta Falcons. And even that amount of money at this point in time was too much for the Giants. It's simply not in their budget to uh, to sign players at, at that dollar figure at this point in time, which tells you really just how bad the cap situation is that Dave Gettleman left the Giants in. Certainly when you think back on it, you understood that the Giants really wanted to go all in to help Daniel Jones in 2021. But when you look back on what they did, Kenny Galladay at four years and $72 million was a massive overpay where the Giants were probably bidding against themselves. Love the player. Think that he was underutilized in 2021. Didn't have the kind of year that that anyone hoped he would have, but really a massive overpay uh, for for what to, for what the market was and for what Galladay's skill set is. Adoree Jackson was another massive overpay guy that was let go by the Tennessee Titans, and I know that that three years, thirty nine million, was pretty much the going rate for frontline cornerbacks a year ago. But I think that uh, that the Giants paid Dory Jackson as a frontline cornerback when that's not what he is. I think they could have gotten him for far less money than that. Those are just a, a couple of examples of how the Giants got into the uh, the nasty, ugly cap situation that they're in and that Joe Shane is really trying to dig the Giants out of at this point in time. One more really interesting thing to touch on, Giants fans, is the fact that we found out on Monday morning that Director of Player Personnel Tim McDonald and quarterbacks coach Shea Tierney are at North Carolina today to watch Tar Heel quarterback Sam Howell as he goes through his pro day. The Giants have now had a presence at several pro days where uh, where noteworthy quarterbacks were working out. I know GM Joe Shane was in Cincinnati the other day to watch a number of prospects, one of whom, of course, was Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter. I really don't know what the Giants' level of interest is in Sam Howell or in Desmond Ritter or in any of these quarterbacks. I absolutely do not expect the Giants to be in the in – the, uh, 
the market for quarterback at number five or number seven. I would really expect the Giants, as has been speculated in many other places, to look to take advantage of teams who want to move up for a quarterback in round one to try to pick up extra draft capital, especially a 2023 first round pick. If they can possibly, you know, squeeze one out of a, a quarterback, desperate quarterback, needy team at this point, I would really expect the Giants to, uh, to be looking at the quarterback market in 2023 if they make the determination that Daniel Jones is not their long-term guy. However, I could support, I could see the idea of taking someone like Howell or someone like Ritter on day two in the second round or maybe with the pick at 67, their first pick in the third round. I could understand that. I'm not sure that it's what I would do at this point in time. But if there's a guy there that you really like, that you think could be your quarterback of the future, if they really like Sam Howell, for example, you know, Howell's a guy that that is projected. If you look at the NFL mock draft database, uh, I think his average draft position is somewhere in the 40s. Giants, of course, have pick number 36. If the Giants are satisfied with what they do in the first round and, and really would like to to take a flyer on someone like Sam Howell as a potential long-term uh, long-term quarterback. I can support that. I can see that. I I still believe it's not the way that the Giants would go, but I can certainly see it as an option. But just uh, interesting that uh, that New York has a presence in North Carolina to to watch Sam Howell. All right, Giants fans. That's uh, that's everything I've got for you today. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please remember to stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.